Welcome back to another episode of Surviving 20s. By the time that you hear this, you already know that I am officially a homeowner. Um, I closed on my home last Monday. I'm super excited and thankful for all the well wishes. Um, But although the process is done, there's still an ongoing process as being a homeowner. And I wanted to record this for my young adults who either want to purchase a home or a townhouse or just don't know where to start or don't have the advice that they would like, like the practical advice when it comes to being a homeowner. So this episode is for you and also for me to share my journey. Um, But before we dive into the episode, I cannot express the importance of saving money and get going at your own pace. And I'm going to say that again, save your money and go at your own pace. The home buying process is not for the weak hearted or for people that are robbing Peter to pay Paul. It is wise to at least save 5000 to $10,000 for the process and have a decent credit score. Now, with that being said, I'm not trying to disencourage anyone from actually starting the process, but you do want to have some type of cushion when starting the process. It looks different for different people. And I know that you probably have already heard that, but that is true. Depending on the route in which you take, the purchase could be higher or lesser. So for me, what I did was I started the home buying process in 2018. And that just started with finding a realtor, um, a realtor that I liked, a realtor that looked like me and that could understand where I was coming from for someone that had a lot of college um, debt, but was making money, had a good credit score. What did I need to do first? And I know a lot of y'all are like me. You want to have like, it doesn't have to be a concrete plan but you just want to know what to do first and when I was talking to multiple relatives a lot of them said you at least need five thousand dollars um to put down and when they mean put down that's for like kind of like the deposit or put down on a bid for a home so when I say you have to go back to do you want to buy a new construction where you know you're the first person living there do you want a pre-existing um, home or townhouse how much are you willing to bid on the house because there's other people that are going to be bidding on that home or that town home so you need to know what you are comfortable with bidding or putting down on a house and ideally how much do you want to pay in mortgage um mortgage is basically rent but it's a fancier word because you're you're paying to own a home so think about things like that do you want to live in a community where there's HOA you know what do you want so while you're thinking about that um what i did was I looked at multiple homes. I looked at multiple townhouses because with me never living on my own, I thought it would be more wiser for me to live in a townhouse because I'm still attached to some people. But then I was like, well, what if my my neighbors are rude or what if they play their music too loud or they always have something going on? I was like, you know what? Maybe I can find like a small little cute house and call it a day. And all the small little cute houses are not in great neighborhoods or they have renovated it, but they have 
char they're charging like $300,000 for a house that was built in the 40s or the 50s. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want that either. Um, I was against HOA, but I did find a home um, in the HOA community, but it was new. It wasn't that far from where I work at. It's not in the city, but it's technically not the country. Like I'm still accessible to things that I needed and that's what I liked it. So for me, I, um, talked to the, um, facility or not necessarily the facility, but I spoke with the agency, um, Ryan Holmes about being interested in one of their homes. And I told them what I wanted and they had what I wanted. Um, and with my credit score being very high, I have like a 781. Um, my down payment was a my down payment was $2,200. That's all I had to put down for my down payment. Um, so once I did that in December, I told them that I wanted to move in June, which is this month. And I did that because I wanted to save up six months worth of mortgage. And granted, when you are during the home buying process, they will give you an estimate of how much your mortgage will be. Um, and also what will be included in your mortgage, such as homeowners insurance, such as your escrow, um, things like that. So Although it was an estimate, I went over that um, so that I could save up because I have a history, um, work experience history with working at HUD. And so one thing that we did with our participants is if they were trying to find a home, we would tell them to save up at least three months because incidents happen, right? And so with me being at home, I had that luxury of saving up six months of mortgage because I'm not paying no bills at my mama house. <laughs> the only thing I'm paying for is like my car note. Um, that's the route that I took. So as I began the home buying process, the first thing that I did was put my down payment down. I explained to them that I wanted a USDA loan. That's a federal loan. They have um, good interest rates, but since we are in a pandemic, interest rates in general are just good at this time and their down payment isn't a lot. And we'll get We'll talk about that a little bit further in the episode, but that's what I did. Typically, you have the USDA loan, you have the uh, FHA loan, which is another federal loan, and then you have the conventional route, which most people take, or you have the veteran um, loan, and that's clearly for veterans. So you tell them what you want. It's good to have your have done your research. It's good to know your credit score. It's good to know those things beforehand, because typically if you take the route of just finance finding a realtor, the realtor wants you to already have a lender and know how much you can be pre-approved for. Oh, I'm going to find a realtor and the realtor is going to do everything for me. That's not how that works. You need to at least get pre-approved or understand what you need to do regarding your credit score. What interest rate are you comfortable with? Because the more debt that you may have, and we're not talking about student loan, but actual debt that you haven't paid can affect the interest rate that you, um, that you get. And you want to get a good interest rate so that your mortgage isn't as expensive. So for me, um, at the initial time, my interest rate was going to be a 2.75. And I was like, okay, that's an amazing interest rate. How? Ever, when you're looking at interest rates, you also have to consider the cost for the interest rate. And 
I was kind of confused about this, but when you are selecting interest rates, you have to pay for a specific interest rate. So with that 2.75, it was going to cost me $6,000 to get the interest rate. And I was just like, Ooh, that's not really worth the investment. Um, for me, because when you look at interest rates and purchasing interest rates, that purchase is going to be at your cash to close. So once you have sent all your documentations off, you have a cash to close to pay. And sometimes that's included. So I went with the 3.75 and the, and to pay for that interest rate was like $200. So that was the rate in which I took for me. That's what I was comfortable with. But back to the initial down payment. Once I paid $2,200, then I was assigned a lender through Ryan Homes. If you are going through a process of buying a home through a company, you have the option to either use their company or you have the option to find your own. Never feel like you have to use a particular agency or someone says, well, you know, you can just use us. You can use anyone that you want. But if you decide to use, for example, Ryan Homes to buy your home and you want to go through the lending route, they do have incentives. They'll give you like $4,000 or $5,000 to cash to close. You do not see that money. That money is applied towards closing. So I decided to use them. I said, hey, I'm a first time home buyer. Maybe the next time I buy a house, I'll use someone else. But with me having a good credit score, with me having savings put up, I was just fine. So after making the down payment, um, I was approved. They started. What I had to submit to the lender was my W-2s. I had to submit uh, bank statements. And if I had anything that was on my credit score, they wanted to make sure that it was removed or closed like I didn't have a bill. And so with me, I believe in paying my bills. So I didn't have anything on my credit score. Um, They tell you that it is wise not to make multiple transfers out of your account. That's over, I think, $5,000. While you're in the process, do not use any of your credit cards over $500. Because when you are looking at a loan or getting a loan, they are going to be very hyper-focused on your your money management. They're going to be hyper-focused on your bank statements and what does that look like and what do your credit look like. So it's be mindful of this buying process. Be mindful of, am I a shopaholic? Can I just wait or can I hold off with spending while I am trying to purchase a home? So On the back end, I was working with the lender. Um, Again, I didn't have to do anything for my credit score because my credit score was perfect. I didn't have to do anything explaining why my bank account was low or why did it look like X, Y, and Z because I I know how to manage my money. So think about that if you're not a good money manager, start working on managing your money. So when the process begins, you don't have to worry about them being down on your neck because these people will harass you. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. They will harass you. So during the time of my house being constructed, I had to pay $150 for an appraisal fee. An appraisal fee just simply explains how much your home will be worth. Um, My appraisal fee was $450. That's what I paid. After the appraisal fee, I did a walkthrough with the constructioner. I asked all the questions that I need and I purchased an independent inspector. And I recommend anyone, I don't care if you're getting a townhouse, an older house, a newer house, 
always hire your own inspector. That inspector, especially when they're independent, they're not going to lie to you. Not saying that the inspector, that the constructioner will hire will lie to you. But if you have someone that's independent, they don't have any loyalty to the constructioner. They're going to make sure that they do what's best in your interest. So I paid for an independent um, inspector and that was $350. He came out, he told them what they need to do. Um, and that's what they did. And so my mom was like, no, this is your first home. We want to make sure that they actually do what they, what the inspector instructed. So my mom paid for the inspector to come out, which was another a hundred dollars. So on the front end, everything was taken care of regarding the inspection of the home, making sure that everything was okay. on the front end. Everything was taken care of regarding the inspection of the home, the appraisal fee. Typically when I was still working with the lender to lock in on an interest rate. Um, when I initially spoke with my lender, again, we were talking about the 2.875 interest rate. And at that time in December, I was floating. When you are looking at interest rates, typically you are a floater unless you want to lock in on your rate. Locking in on your rate simply means that you want this rate to be the rate that you use when you are paying. So so interest rates, they change every day, just like the stock market. And when you are speaking with your lender, they can provide you every day with what rates look like. Typically, they'll do it initially when you um, put your money down for the home and then closer to closing, that's when they'll be like, okay, it's time to figure out what rate that you want. For me, I put my money down in December, but I wasn't closing until June and I preferred to lock in on my rate in April because things were still pretty low, but I wanted to make sure that I locked in a rate before they got higher. The only downfall that I would say is when you lock in on a rate um, before you close, like say two months or three months before closing time is that lock that lock rate may expire. And all that means is once it expires, you may have to pay for an extension on that lock because you haven't closed just yet, or your lender can give you a free extension lock. So don't think that you have to just continue to spend, spend, spend money because you don't, especially if you have a good lender. If your lender is understandable and you'd be like, hey, I know that the um, extension rate or, hey, I know that the lock is going to expire on my rate. Can you please give me a free extension lock? They should be amenable to doing that. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes they won't tell you, right? But if you have a little bit of knowledge and be like, hey, I know that y'all can give me a free extension lock. They shouldn't. <laughs> they shouldn't deny that to you. But if they're like, you know, unfortunately our company does not offer um, free extension locks, which is really rare, then you may have to pay that extension, which isn't probably high because nine times out of 10, if you have everything like you should, you should be able to close sooner than later. And that's what happened to me. I was supposed to close, I think like on a Thursday and they was like, you know, everything is perfect. Um, Everything is perfect. You don't have to worry about anything. You were approved for the USDA loan and you can close on Monday. And I was like, well, okay, well, I'll close on Monday. And so that's what I did. And a lot of you may be wondering, like, how much was my home? My home was, my home is, I think, 
$212,000. Yeah. And so I got my loan. I was approved for $215,000. So which is not bad. And all, all together, my mortgage is, I think, maybe... My mortgage is $1,157, but that also includes my homeowner's insurance. That also includes my um, my escrow account. So when you break that down, quote, it's like 900 and some odd dollars. My home insurance is like $60. And then my escrow is another 100 to $200. $200. So instead of paying that all individually, I pay that I pay that together. Either way, it's working for my good, and it's and it's better that way. Cause I prefer to pay one lump sum than throwing it out to different places. Um, with your escrow account, um, if you pay too much, they send you a check back. It it I don't know. It's a win win, and I don't push home ownership on anyone because it is a stressful process. Um, it's a lot of things that you don't even think about with going into a home. Like, what if where you stay, you have to pay for garbage? So, for example, for me, I have to pay for garbage because where I live at is kind of considered a rural area. So either I, I have so I have the option to either go to the waste, the waste field and dump my stuff off or I can go up the streets of my mama house because she lives 10 minutes away from me and just dump my trash there. With me being lazy, I'll pay the $45 Um quarterly for someone to pick up my trash that's not a problem um where I live at there's toll roads to get on the highway but since I am from Greenville I know back roads you know what I mean so it's just a lot of things to think about when you're purchasing a home do you feel that you're going to stay here the next three years or do you feel like this is going to be your permanent home what do you want your house to look like what is the rules and regulations with your HOA um do you have enough money just in case money save you lose your job? Have you saved up money for at least three months to six months? Like it's just a lot of things to think about. And it's okay to say, you know, I'm not really ready to be a homeowner. Um, I feel like homeowner being a parent, having um, a family or, or being married, it may feel like the next step to do when you are in your 20s. However, if you're not in a good headspace to do it, don't do it. Don't do it because you see everyone else doing it or you feel that you're getting older because it's a lot of things now that I have to think about like traveling. When I was at home, I could spend X amount of money on traveling because I didn't have no bills. Now that I have bills, um, I have to look at my finances. I have to figure out, okay, what do I feel comfortable with when it comes to going out of town? It's just a lot of things that now you're more awake Two, I would say, um, just this week I had to go, <laughs> just this week I had to go to Home Depot to get like ant stuff because my home is a new construction. So where I live at was nothing but feel. So I have to be mindful. Like I need mothballs. I need snake away. I need those things, um, for my home. Right. Typically when you think about buying a home, we're just thinking about designing and the decorum and what it's going to look like when it's like, no, it's much bigger than that. Um, I have to get one of those water filters cause the water down here is trash, you know? So it's just the pros and cons that come with buying a home. And if you're not ready for that, again, 
don't purchase a home. But if you're ready for that, by any means, trust the process. This is one of the most aggravating processes known to man because they are going to be in your stuff like all in your business why is this why does this look like that why haven't you paid this off or x y and z i had an incident where um again my credit score is spotless but i had an incident where i used my belts card last year y'all um around christmas time and i paid it off but Belk did not report that to my credit bureau and so i had to contact Belk. And I had to print off my zero balance. And so Belk was like, yes, you did pay it off. Um, And so we will report that to the credit bureau so that it looks good on your credit. And that's another thing. You have to really be on these credit bureaus. But because if not, you could be paying off stuff, but they haven't reported it. Or the person that you purchased the item from or used your credit with, they might not purchase it. They may not report it to the credit bureau. So while you're paying money and making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do, they're not working on your behalf. So yes, you have to be your advocate when it comes to things like that. But um, long story short, all I had to do was call Belk, Belk reported, and I provided my lender with the zero balance and everything was good because with me having the USDA loan, USDA is very strict about what it's going to look like for you to get their loan. Like they want your credit score. They want your bank statements. They want all of that to be spotless. They want to make sure that you have money in your account and they want to know how and when did you get that money and how and why do you have that much money? And it's like, but I have a job. That's why I have that much money. But but still, they don't care. They want to make sure that everything is spotless and perfect. I have a homegirl that closed, I think, two weeks before me. And she was feeling the same way I was feeling stressed. Because it's like, what do you people want from us? We're telling you that we work. We make an honest living. What is it? So I want to do a quick overview about what you need to be thinking about when buying a home. When you're buying a home, you need the following. Your W-2s from every job that you have worked, your recent, your most recent check stubs upon submitting that to your lender and throughout your process, you will be submitting your check stubs. So it is best to either keep a digital copy of those check stubs or a hard copy. I know a lot of people prefer digital and that is perfect because during this home process, home buying process, they will lose your documentations. So it doesn't matter how many times you submit it to them, more than likely they will lose them. So get used to that. You need your bank statements. Sometimes you will need to submit your credit card statements just in case they are open or the credit card company has not reported that to the bureaus. And you may need a student loan statement just for them to see how much loan that you have. Um, those are the documentations that they may need. They may inquire more documentations. Those are generally the documentations that they want from you. So when you actually begin the buying process, know that you at least need 500. So when you start the buying process and you're like, you know what? I got all my documentations ready. I need to find me a home. Consult a lender. You can talk to multiple lenders about getting a loan, what you want your loan to look like, what the interest rate that you want to have, things like that. It is okay to talk to multiple lenders. However, you want to be mindful 
that when you're speaking with these lenders, they will want to know your credit score. It is okay for you to already know your credit report. I recommend that you go to annualcreditreport.com. You will get a free credit report and that's accurate. Don't go to Credit Karma. Don't go to none of these places that you see on TV. Go to the actual people that is reporting to the three bureaus. Annual Credit Report dot com get your credit score because it's good to talk to different lenders however you don't want everyone pulling on your credit score because when they do that it's going to help have your credit score going down so by the time you do get pre-approved if your credit score isn't that 700 that it once was that can affect you know the loan that you get it can affect the rate that you get for your mortgage so it is okay if you want to talk to a lender and tell them look this is the house i want this is how much i want to put down ideally this is the type of loan that i want to have and this is the interest rate once you come prepared they will respect you more if you're not prepared it's not that they won't respect you that but they may try to pull the wool over your eyes once you have your lender Find your realtor, or if you're not going to go the um, realtor route, if you're going to go the home agency route, where you're going to places like Ryan Homes or other agencies, tell them exactly what you told the lender. This is my goal. This is what I want. And this is what I envision my home to look like. They will work with you. Again, you do not have to use their lender. um, But if you do decide to use their lender, you will get incentives for using their lender, like the $4,000 cash to close. If you decide to use a realtor, you tell your, you know, you tell your realtor what you want. Cause again, this is all about you. You cannot allow other people to tell you what you should and what you shouldn't get. If you are working with a realtor and or a lender and you're providing all your information to them and all the documentations and they are not doing what they're supposed to do, you are their boss. You hire or you fire them. Um, I have a good friend that is purchasing a home and their lender or their broker has really just been just been trash with them. And it's like, but you have the ability to hire and fire these people. So buying a home is an investment. And don't let people tell you otherwise. If you're not happy with what you are experiencing, you do not have to continue to work with a realtor you do not have to continue to work with a lender this is your money this is your investment your house is your baby and you want one no one to treat your mistreat your baby so don't let anyone mistreat you when it comes to this home buying process advocate for yourself speak up for yourself if you're not comfortable with paying a certain price maybe that house isn't for you and that's okay or maybe that town home isn't for you maybe you have to sit out another year to save up more money than you expected that's okay whatever decision that you decide to make regarding buying a home a townhouse whatever it may be i just want you to take your time Don't overthink it. Get all your ducks in a row. And remember that this is your investment. You do what you want to do with your house. Be comfortable. Thank you to everyone that has congratulated me, have cashed out me money for my home. I'm thinking about doing a little tour, but I don't know. But just know if you are in the process of buying a home or if you're thinking about purchasing a home, do your research, communicate with more than one lender, communicate with more than one realtor until you find what you want. So until next time, guys, bye.
Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Surviving 20s. As always, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and comment below. Bye, guys.